0: you've been through pre cana Maybe you've even said I do. And now what? Welcome to After Cana, a podcast for young couples looking to make it until death do they part. In each episode, we'll share sage wisdom and practical advice from couples who've been married 20 plus years. In today's episode, we are bringing you part two of Luisana and Richard's interview. We hope you enjoy it. Are there any tools in particular that you guys really have leaned on in 38 years or is it more so just like community? I know you talked about having like a mentor couple. Are there any other things that you found like have really helped you create a support system? Because you guys have moved several times as well, no?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, you're looking at me. I don't... Yeah. I <laughs> well, know. There's, there's...
1: How many, so... many, many.
2: Oh, you do? <laughs>
1: well, then go ahead, Sam. What are the tools you, you know? Well, I think... Um... I, I thought a lot about this, uh, thinking, in what would be the advice, right, mm-hmm. that I will give? And I will say one thing is self-knowledge. I think one of the difficult things in life is self-knowledge. When you, even when you take a time to to do that, but that is very important in a relationship that you need to know yourself, you need to know, Understand your behaviors. Understand what are your patterns and what do you react to that. And there are so many elements on that. But then we can we can use another tool from another areas for another science for psychology, neurology, and understand ourselves better. So I always recommend to the young couples to use everything that they can to know themselves better individually. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is like, have you ever have a personality test?
2: Mm. Do you know?
1: Do you know what is your personality, and did you know what is his personality, and how those things are in in, in common, and what are the difficulties in those two personalities? That is science. Yeah, so we need to transform. We're in a combination of science and art and grace and all that to make it flourish. And I love that quote from san Ireneo that said that God wants a person fully alive Mm. so we need to be personally fully alive we don't need to wait we don't need the other spouse for us to make us happy we need to be happy to be able to give that happiness to share that happiness and to be able to do that we need to know ourselves as a person So I will say personality test, love language. Have you heard about the love language? I'm I'm (laughs) interested. So understanding that it makes such a simple change. Like if you, I don't know if you are not a giving pre- the gift is gift is not your love language. He will try everything and he will never make it.
2: So you're 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 referring, if I can interrupt here, you're referring directly to coaching and therapy and all these things. There is a cultural change that these guys like Aixa and all these other Generation X or Millennials or whatever they. Cannot appreciate because simply the change has gone in the last fifty years. It's a major cultural change. Uh, we ourselves, boomers, you know, have also ex, you know experienced it. Experienced it, and 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 it's this: we are not living in a society uh, that is any anymore based strongly on family roots. So. It, so this is easily said, but go figure it out. Back in the day, I mean, for the first 4,000 or 5,000 years from, you know, mankind, you always had an aunt. I did. Aunt Ellie that took me to this heaven on earth for me. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, I had a cousin. I had, but even, the, I mean, but back in the day. We always had somebody to rely on. I mean, because, because of the family bonds, Fam- society was structured more based on the love between a man and a woman for life. And that had its consequences and good ones. Now today, this is not there, not present. And when somebody doesn't have these things, what do you resort to? well, welcome to addictions. Welcome to, and and there's a whole host of them. And why? Because it's only understandable that the heart of a human being needs to be filled. You cannot live your life along with an empty heart. And so when you don't have a family to support you, you don't have company, you don't have love, you'll try to seek it out somewhere else. So What Risan is saying, I personally translate it into finding company, finding support, finding love, affection, communication. And that is given through today in the the structures that we have today in society. Well, we have coaches, we have psychology, we have all the sciences that have been, thank heaven, been developed. To help man in every and woman and women in every circumstances of mankind. So history. So so let's use them.
1: Yeah, but I wanna I wanna bring like a positive note in this. The only thing is that I don't think marriage is as intuitive as we think. We need to be prepared. It's not when you have a, a society that is not supporting you, so you need to. You need to be prepared. You need to use those those tools that we have out there. Like I'm telling you this test and the other tests and even the theory of the attachment style. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you have read about that. That is so (laughs) interesting when you learn what is your attachment style from your childhood and you don't need to stay there. You need to evolve again, evolve again to adult style, but you need to be very intentional. Yeah, so you need to take if you don't have the support, the natural support in society, you need to look for those supports. And the only thing that I would like to say, additional to the self-knowledge to reach out, to don't get discouraged with the lack of support, is understand familyhood in the big spectrum. Because when we talk about marriage, it's like marriage is family. But if we see familyhood in the biggest spectrum, I will see it and I bring this from, I take this from Kerry Conti, that is a neurologist that work a lot with uh, family life and she call it familyhood. And she said the familyhood is like a table with four legs. One is marriage. The other one is parenting. Mm-hmm. The other one is personhood, you as a person each one of us as a person. And then the fourth is family culture. Do we really create a family culture that define our family? Do we have, I don't know, do we have a hymn? Do we have a family mission statement? Do we have a crest? Do our kids know what being a Betancourt means? And when you work on that, you're, you're, you are growing up as a person, you are growing up as a couple, you are going up as a parent. So marriage is just one leg of that. And it's very important for the stability of the table. But there are other three legs that we need to work on it. I have firmly, I firmly believe that creating a family culture that is very intentional, very well defined, big family statement in the wall that you know who you are and your kids know who you are and you keep moving from there, it creates such a sense of belonging. There is something that we all need as a human person. And the uh, in our case, I remember the idea that we want to have a large family, that we want to be open to life. Uh, we choose one, one of uh, uh, him. From the Cana- Canadian, no, I think is Australian, Australian. Australian. We are one. We are many. We are no. one, but we are many because we we want to be. Many. We want to. We want to take care of the individuality of the person, even though we are a big group. But that is very intentional. So don't think that um, marriage and family life can be. Uh, it can be so intuitive. Work on it for all the time that you need. Take all the tools that you need. We need to balance the um, the lack of support from the natural society that we have before, but that doesn't mean that we are alone. We have so many other resources that work on it very intentional. I always said why we put so much effort even to make the simple decision of buy a blender. We need to buy a blender. We study all the blenders in the market. We make a chart. We make but for family life, we keep working by try and error. And that is not that that's not the way that should be. We we need to be more intentional and we need to be more um more prepared.
2: Well, there's um the last this one of the last questions here says. What piece of advice would you give newly married, engaged couples and and what she what his son is saying is leading me to that uh, to answer that there's there's different, I mean, there's so much that can be said, but it, what I hear her saying is this, and and don't get me wrong, but just two words, enjoy yourselves the other person, enjoy the other person. And forgive me, I'm not referring just to the time that you are in bed. I'm referring, I'm referring to everyday things, you know, enjoy the other guys, or I mean, the other person's defects, you know, laugh at them, or make a point out of them. And you know, and you can, you will, because it's, it's, it's part of your love to help that person improve, you know, but enjoy the company. I say this because I learned it from David Isaacs, an English author uh, who's still living, a wonderful man. He, he became Spanish, uh, you know, uh, because when he was traveling to Spain, they warned him, don't, you know, be careful because in Spain uh, you will quickly get married. And, and (laughs) And so he told me, well, the day that I arrived in in Spain, I met in the airport. I met who today is my wife in the airport. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, and he told me this. Uh, uh, this was in the '90s, so I'm um, coming back to 20 years ago, and it's still valid. And I'll and now I'll quote another one from the year 400, which means that it's another. 1,600 or 1,700 years ago, they kind of, you know, converge. Now, what David Isaacs, everybody can look him up because the guy is uh, uh, an authority in education and whatnot. He's it, it's just, but he's as good as an author as he is as a person. This guy is just awesome. And, and so this man told me, I was lucky enough to have him Captive in one room, him and I alone, while we waited for him to come into a conference, he said, uh, Richard, what you got to do is do things together. Don't talk too much about what the issues are. Just do things together. You know, even if it is go do the groceries uh, or just wash the car or just do things together. And that unites and polishes and, you know, overcomes so many differences. And so that's a piece of advice I would always give. Do things together and, and maybe shut up your mouth when, you know, issues are there that are uncomfortable. Well, there will always be. And sometimes you have to talk. No, I'm not saying that you don't rule out anything. You know, you put them all together, but this one we need to take into consideration. I just said, you know, have a therapist, have a coach. That's talking, and that is important. But also enjoy, you know, the other person. I'm going to say personhood. Enjoy the other's essence. Um, And, oh, and this is (laughs) another piece of advice. Just stick to the words of the vows. In, In wealth and in poverty, in sickness or in health, you know, I will be stick to you all the time. This is the difference between marriage and partnerships. We were talking about that before, but I heard once a person, and I don't know if this is going to come out right. Cause I always try, but it's a play of words that I know it originally from my mother language that doesn't translate quite well in English, but I'll try to say it. And it is this, um, if you, um, which is the secret to to do this, to stay side by side, your your guy or gal, you know, for life will love him or love her. Well, but I heard a variation to that and said, well, what is the secret to love that other person? And the, the variation is, well, stick to that person all the time. If you stay, <laughs> along, if you stand along that person, day in and day out, you will love them. So you know th- these things uh, are ideas. They play together, and they're just advices. But but they're really also a a fact. And and lastly, I want to. I, I promised a a an advice. Uh, again not given by me this was given in the year 400 time ago by some guy called John Chrysostom I was I, I'm I'm a fan of Ambrose the Bishop of Milano Italy uh back in the day so I always credit it to him but today for this for this interview I I wanted a double check to you Know, not mislead anybody, and to my disappointment, it was not Ambrose, it was <laughs> Chrysostom, John Chrysostom, a fine man. I don't know, but he would say this, um, and th- this is what I, you know, the short phrases is what I want to express and put out there. He said, Prefer, uh, he was referring to the husbands and said, so, so, men, you want to have a successful marriage and a family. And he would say, prefer your wife. Prefer her over going out and partying with your friends. Prefer her over everything. And then you will see the Psalm 128 coming to life. Your wife like a fruitful vineyard or vine and your children like olive, young olive trees around your table. So, but. Prefer your. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go out with your friends, for heaven's sake. You know, of course you are, <laughs> but the, the the but the intention in your heart. This is what really counts. What you what what your good will where your will is pointing to. And so, if it's always pointing to preferring your wife, you can come back to this podcast and then tell us your story because I want to hear it. <laughs> and we will all want to hear it because they're going to be success stories.
0: No, that's, that's all. True. Yeah. That's, no, that's all great advice. And I think I love this podcast because I feel like I'm going through it live. Like I was engaged when I started it. And now like as a married woman, like just hearing all these stories, because even I mean, I know it's only been six months, but like it can be discouraging at times, like you can, you have days or moments where you're like, what did I get myself into, <laughs> you know? And I think that reality is definitely something, but um, you know, the two twofold things of what you guys are saying, we're like with all these resources and that are now available to our generation, it's like, we have a chance to, you know, really produce marriages that are solid and good and fruitful and not just in, you know, in children, but in other ways. And I think also, like, being together. My husband, uh, he, someone asked him, like, when when did you know you wanted to marry her? And he was, like, he always points to one of the first times early in dating where we went um, went grocery shopping together. And he was, like, it was the most fun thing ever. He <laughs> was, like, it was so much fun. And if we could have that much fun going grocery shopping, then we probably could have a lot of fun for the rest of our lives. So, um yes.
2: This is hey, one one, one last, if I may, uh, something okay. that just occurred to me, uh, and it is that we have talking about all these tools and, and advices and people's experiences like ours and so many other couples. Listen, none of this is going to work if we don't resort to God. And I'm serious about this. Why? Because this thing that we call marriage was not invented by us. We just like we didn't create ourselves. Marriage is not our invention. You will not find anywhere any book, and if it does, please let me know that records that some great genius came down and wrote down. Hey, you stay at home, and I'll go do the hunting. <laughs> and you, you know, and and so yeah, and and besides, we'll stick like that forever. No, that's not written anywhere however every man looks for his wife and every wife looks for his for her man in history mm-hmm. so this is not our own thing so we got to resort to god in whatever your faith tradition is uh you know resort out to him that's one thing and that um reminds me of um of this good uh man um Fulton Sheen. Uh, Fulton Sheen, I think it's him. Yes, uh, he was. So he would always talk about three in marriage. Mm -hmm. So that other third party is, is God. And, and one, even one more piece of advice, and that can only be done with God, by the way, is forgiveness. We, we, we have to, forgiveness is an art. And I remember it uh, in a, Uh, in a a conference by a Jewish couple that said you forgive and it doesn't mean that the resentment goes away immediately it simply means that you have started forgiving and only with time you know uh, things work but forgiveness is an important piece of this all so as you've seen this is a lot but (laughs) but
1: let me say something and in that in those lines when someone asked me what surprised you the most about marriage, I will say that what surprised me the most is the grace of the sacrament. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see this um, lasting so many years and going through so much uh, just from the human aspect, the human dimension. And I sometimes I feel like I'm doing surfing. Because you just took one wave, and then you you feel like, oh my God, I will never keep doing this again. And then you take the next one, and then you take the next one, and it's just the grace of the sacrament. So there is something very evident in in the in the development of marriage. And the other thing is that the heart spans. I remember feeling really uh, like I, that I was not capable to To love all those, uh, to keep loving and 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 to keep God in my interior life with so many humans around me, yeah. and it was kind of a, a challenge to see how 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 my heart is capable, but really the heart expands, and when you have a large family, you don't divide that love; you really multiply that. But it's interesting to see how God keeps having his own space. Mm. So I, I I sometimes see the human heart as a puzzle that every like every hole or every space has a specific piece that go in that puzzle. But it's just that peace, and God has that peace, and husband had that, and friendship had that peace, and we need to again, like, to be fully alive and to have a puzzle that is complete. And but no one will substitute a different piece. So God has their peace, and He needs to be there. If not, we have an incomplete puzzle. And mm, the being fully alive means that we we developed the whole person so we had all those dimensions um in 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 fulfilling those different spaces so it's a very interesting challenge yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's so true and i think i've talked about this on our podcast before but i remember like being in confession and you know confessing my sins and then telling the priest like i just i don't know if this is going to work like i don't know if marriage is going to work what am i doing like what am i about to get myself into and they would just be like there's grace in the sacrament there's grace in the sacrament and i was like i don't know what that means but now (laughs) on the other side like
1: that means that you can surf yeah and then the next one (laughs) (laughs) and you just
0: keep going and (laughs) it's a beautiful thing to watch and to even be a part of just to be like Oh my gosh! I didn't think I was capable of it. And then you stop yourself, and you're like, "It's not me. It's God, really helping me." <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah, I will really. I uh, would like to end the conversation with a very positive note because, is a is a beautiful challenge, and the human heart is um, has these needs of belonging mm-hmm. that the family really fulfill, the family and God really fulfill so don't be afraid
2: yeah
0: i think that's it's always great to hear because i think now in an age when we're all even though we live in giant cities we're all kind of isolated and you yes. know, like you guys were talking about like art so the village doesn't look like it used to and yeah. so to be to to have a family in in circumstances like this it's a little bit daunting but it's it's a truly beautiful thing when you find that when you use the tools that are available to you, when you you know have someone you enjoy spending time with, and when you really give your marriage to God to do whatever He wants with it, it's really a beautiful thing to be a part of.
2: And yeah. and you know here. what, <laughs> it's also the real thing because mm-hmm. the success of our civilization or our own personal lives comes through marriage, comes through the family. There is no amount of appearance out there about any successful life that can beat that. So we don't waste any effort when we are working for the love of our spouse, for her, to love her and to love our children. There is no mistake there, no waste at all. And it only comes, We well, not only, we can see it from day one you Aixa just married and me uh, with Luisana married after 38 years there is no way around it so yes it's beautiful and you're right but it's also true and it's the one way to go we cannot go from away and, from that
1: and sometimes God allows to you to see the fruits and now when you see, when we see our kids growing up and doing well and um, decided and choosing the same family culture that they grew up with, you feel that it was worth it to make all mm-hmm. the efforts. But also it came is this new dynamic of interindependency where we need them. Now more than they need us. <laughs> but but they keep needing us. So it's this interdependency that is beautiful. Mm. And it oh, yeah. and, and the other thing that I would like to say to the young, to the young um couples, that times uh, life is long. Like if you time for everything. When you need to make different decisions at the early marriage and you need to kind of put something aside to give your family a priority. If your family grew up and developed in a healthy way, you will have time for everything. Your life doesn't end there. And we are here at this age with eleven grandkids and two more in the way and and, and enjoying them and having time for start working again instead of being retired. We <laughs> start working, starting new jobs, doing things that we never had the time to do before, new hobbies, new life have give you enough time life doesn't end when you decided to have a family on the contrary no if, if you make the right decisions,
2: it's the way to go
1: you make the right decision and you put the priorities clear when they are little and they grew up healthy and in the right direction they will give you time for everything
2: you know guys you guys that are listening to me if you're listening to this podcast you already know everything we've spoke about here you are already <laughs> on the track i'm just going to tell you please kill it go <laughs> ahead and nail this thing kill it guys because you have a head start you have an advantage over mankind you are on the right track i don't know how to quote authors and authors and writers in the past that have warned us about this and uh, what's his name um i'll I'll send you that later cuz i don't remember but <laughs> this man wrote he's a french man uh, back in the 1900s early 1900s you would say the father of a family is the greatest of, uh, of all entrepreneurs on this age and time this man was an atheist this guy um victor hugo no 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 this this yeah no no this this guy it'll come to me any minute but um uh he's uh well but that's what you are guys you are already if you're listening to the podcast podcast you're already there all that we're saying is just you know entertainment for you because you already (laughs) know it at least in your heart
1: no, and now you will see you will see and listen to this podcast, the difference. He's the intellectual. He goes he resorts to the you know to the quotes, to the books, and I will give you I will give you also always practical <laughs> advice. But, <laughs> the, <laughs> but the important yeah. things is that you are united in the transcendental point of view of life. Mm-hmm. If you are united in that, your difference in the way to do and to execute your daily life it would it would make a problem it will be big difference but if you are united and aligned in the trust and in the point of view point of view there is no problem that you cannot solve
0: yeah that's beautiful thank you guys and i know you guys you do work now right and yes. do you want to tell us a little bit about where people can find you if they're interested in your coaching
1: Oh, yes, yes. Well, um, we have a small family coaching practice that is called Families to Families. And the idea is families helping families each other. So we do mastermind groups for families or groups in the same stage of life. It can be from, it's not parenting. Because as I say before, parenting is just one leg. Mm -hmm. So we can do mastermind group from newlyweds, from families with new babies until, you know, um, the empty nester group. Everything, everything, all the different stages of life have their own own challenge, right? And we also do one-on-one coaching in case that you want more like the privacy of the one-on-one coaching. So all of that is in families2families.org. And at the same time, at the same time we are working in helping the schools and helping um everything that we can do to support family life and family culture is that we are doing now. It's it's our passion
0: that's beautiful and you know you guys are just so much fun to talk to so all that stuff will link in the show notes um but it was so much fun talking with you guys i'm so glad that we got to do this do you mind leading us in the prayer
2: um yes Mary mother affairs love
1: oh let's do it let's do it the yeah prayer. i'm
2: sorry i was trying to get you this guy's name but i'll so i'll have, have to do know. that later that's okay no, the we'll, guy-
0: we'll link him in the show notes too <laughs>
2: Uh, okay. I do you have the um, y- y- uh, y- 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 Yes, I, I do. I do. I do. Give me a, a little second, and I will bring it out. No, no. it's in your
1: text.
2: It's in my, my texts. Oh, yeah. oh, because yes, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Prayer to Mary. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you praying with us, Aixa?
0: You guys do it. I'm just here to say the Amen in the background. <laughs>
2: okay. Prayer to Mary, prayer. Mother of fairest love, Mary. Amen. Mother of Ferris love, you are the mother of Jesus and our mother. Intercede for us with your son, as you did at the wedding of Canon. Pray for us, Ferris mother, to strengthen and bless, it, bless our families. Help those called to marriage, to find their spouses, and teach them to love with a pure and selfless love. Accompany parents in the upbringing and education of their children, with unconditional love. Help those who have answered the Father's call to the consecrated life or to apostolic celibacy to be generous and faithful to their vocations. Bring peace, unity, and joy to the homes of families that are broken or burdened. Accompany with the warmth of your presence those who are alone. You, you are, are the, the Mater Pulcre, pulcre di the, the mother, mother of beautiful love. Help us, help us to love as Jesus loves love, so, so we may show each other love full of mercy, mercy and forgiveness. forgiveness. May, may all, all of our love and affections be always faithful, pure, and chaste. Pure and chaste. Dear mother, be a refuge in our material and spiritual needs. And intercede specially for
1: the fruit of this podcast
2: yes the beautiful couples that are out there um you know doing the mission of life may, may we, grow we grow in, in, love, in love and come, come to, to know true peace and joy and yeah. in the life to come in amen. heaven amen
1: amen, amen. Well, thank you uh, thank you for inviting us it was an honor to be here it was so much fun having you guys.
0: I'm, I'm so grateful that we can do this. Thanks for joining us for this episode of After Cana. If you enjoyed listening, share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Or visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org.